This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. I want to welcome everyone that's tuned into Radio K Pulpit. You're with Alana Willifee with my program Body Matters. And today I'm going to be talking about the significance of worshipping God, praising Him, and that there is power in the Word of God. There's power in our words. And you know that God is such an awesome God. You know, we can prophesy into our own destiny. And, you know, praise and worship is so significant. So we're going to touch on that topic. And I just want to start off firstly by just talking about entering God's gates with praise giving and his courts with praise. So the word of God says that we should enter his gates with praise giving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. And that is in Psalm 100. You know, sometimes we think, why praise and worship? I always um, thought about praise and worship, and I thought, oh, it's just singing songs, and then they're going to preach, you know. But there's power. Praise and worship is so powerful. You know, it shifts the atmosphere Wherever we are, whether you're in church, whether you are at home and you want to, you know, you want to start praying and interceding and and whatever. And to start off by giving praise to God, it says it's a way we are entering into his courts. So I said praise and worship is very powerful and it shifts the atmosphere. It ushers in the presence of God. And it brings heaven to earth. It creates an atmosphere. And in 1 Samuel 16, 23, it says, And whenever the tormenting spirit troubled Saul, David would play on his harp. Then Saul would feel better and the tormenting spirit would go away. You know, as we sing and declare God's goodness, You know, the words that we sing is a declaration unto the Lord. And it does, it definitely fills the atmosphere into the spiritual realm. And we are declaring, when we sing, we're actually declaring spiritual warfare. You know that no evil will be able to stand where the word of God is declared and the presence of God is manifesting. And it brings about the shift in the atmosphere. You know, praise and worship is so awesome. You know, just when it says in Isaiah 61, it says to give a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. So when we are attacked in the spiritual realm, you know, there are other spirits besides God's spirit. And the enemy, when he wants to come in like a flood, God will raise up a standard. So when we put on praise and worship, when we start praising God, when we start singing and declaring the word of God, that 
spirit has to flee. It says that and in Samuel 1, 16, 23, with a tormenting spirit, they, they had to flee. So when we are feeling a spirit of heaviness or despair, we should start praising God in our circumstances until that spirit lifts or leaves. To praise God is a form of spiritual warfare. Despair, discouragement, negativity are all attempts from the enemy to steal our joy and our peace. You know, we want to go, when we start declaring the word of God, when we want to go into um, a time of prayer, you know that we need to clear the atmosphere. We need to set the atmosphere where we have not that spirit of discouragement. We might start off being discouraged, but at the end we want to have faith because it's faith that moves mountains without faith it doesn't matter what we ask God he says um, whatever you ask me and you believe it I will give it to you and that requires faith so setting up an atmosphere of praise and worship definitely creates the atmosphere for faith it encourages us it lifts our spirit And when we ask God, it says, ask, even if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, God will do it for you. And so sometimes when we're really in that place where we are like, God, I don't know what to say. I feel so down. I don't even know where to start praying. Put on praise and worship music or just start declaring God's goodness. You know, I must admit that, as I said earlier on, praise and worship was not a big deal for me at one stage of my life, you know, until the Lord actually showed me something very powerful in praise and worship. And um, I remember when I went um, to Bethel many years ago and I was part of the inner healing team um, and they started praying for me. I actually asked them to pray for 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 something physical, but they started praying for me on an emotional level that God would set me free. And one of the, the things that I was delivered from was the spirit of rejection. And I remember when I when they prayed for me, I actually manifest and I had this jerk and, and they still asked me, Did you did you feel that? spirit of rejection leave and I said yeah and you know coming from a a Christian background and you know you serve God and you think oh I didn't know that I was struggling with the spirit of rejection but because of that experience God always shows me when he's delivering people I can pick up in the spirit when they're delivering being delivered so one day as I was um you know sitting in church and I I wasn't singing. I sat down. I closed my eyes. Everybody was standing. They were singing. And I heard the Lord clearly tell me, Alana, get up and sing. I'm like, Lord, I'm, I'm just, you know, in your presence. And I heard God say again, get up and I want you to get up and sing. So I got up and as I got up and I started praise and worshiping I saw the man in front of me manifest in the spirit and I could just see that God was and when I say manifest I mean that God was really really busy with him and you know I could see that 
there was deliverance. Really, God was showing me that he was delivering this person from something. And you know what? I just was in awe. And, you know, after the, the service, I spoke to him and I said to him, I can really, I could really see that God was busy with you, you know, in praise and worship. And, and I really felt that God had delivered you from something. And he said to me, he acknowledged it. You know, he said to me, I could, he physically experienced God's deliverance. And that was so awesome because God was showing me, do not take praise and worship for granted. You know, because when you sing, you are declaring God's goodness. You are de declaring, you're making declarations in the spirit. And the enemy has to flee. You know, since then, I will never underestimate the importance of praise and worship again. It is such a powerful tool where people can be set free and delivered from any demonic stronghold. And there are so, there are many testimonies of how God has healed people through praise and worship. I don't know if many of you um, know um, Jonathan Halzer. He's a, one of the praise and worship leaders in Bethel. And there was one of these boys that were uh, a young boy in the church that was very ill. And the father of the boy obviously um, found the church and asked them to pray for the son. And Jonathan, who's a, a praise and worship leader, he really felt in his heart that the Holy Spirit gave him the word hallelujah. And you probably know the song, I Raise a Hallelujah. And... Um, the word says, my weapon is a melody. So when we engage in warfare, we praise and worship God. We are doing spiritual warfare. So let me take a short, let us take a short music break. And then let's talk about the power, not of just praise and worship or declaration, but the power of one's words. I just want to welcome you back to Body Matters. You with Alana Willy for you. And I just spoke about how powerful praise and worship is and that how God can set people free and heal people through praise and worship. And I just want to touch on the power of words. Why is our words powerful? Why does God say a tongue is like a rudder? You know, um, it can it can take it can change the direction of our lives. So let's look at the beginning in Genesis 1. We can read about God who created the heavens and the earth and he created everything in it. And how did he do it? He spoke it into existence. So God spoke creation into existence. And so and that is in Genesis 1:27. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them male and female. So if we are created in the image of God, then we have the same attributes as God, which means that our words also have creative power. Because God's words have created power. So we, when we speak, it says we either speak life or we speak death. So there's power in the tongue. So what we speak over our lives, over our situations, we are actually prophesying into our future. We're prophesying over our circumstances. So be very careful what you say. 
You see, if you're trusting the Lord for something, you always need to line up your words with what you are trusting Him for. You cannot contradict um, the Word of God. Then you need to stand and speak that thing into existence so that God can bring it about. So even if we don't see the outcome of the situation, we must speak it into existence. It says in Romans 4, 70 says, call those things which are not as if they were. And this doesn't mean that we have to lie, um, you know, if we are sick or if, you know, we are don't have money or whatever. You know, we don't have to say, you know, I've got nothing. I'm broke. You know, I'll never amount to anything. I'm never going to get a job. But at the same time, you're praying and say, God, please help me. I need work. Please heal me. But when someone asks you, how are you doing? You say, oh, I'm deadly sick. I feel like I'm dying. You know, we, we contradict sometimes with our words what we are trusting God for. And God wants to bring our words into alignment with what we are trusting him for. And that is to speak out in faith. Because faith without works is dead. And works could be also speaking and declaring those things that is not as if they were. So Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Faith is the things hoped for and assurance of what we do not see. Okay, so in order when we pray, when we are trusting God for something, we have to have faith. And that faith means that we, even though we can't see something, we are trusting it's going to take place. So we may not be seeing the results of the outcome yet, but we are standing in agreement that it will come to pass. Having faith is not just being passive and in your mind you're hoping for something to man to manifest. It is being active, speaking and calling, you know, those things into existence. So we need to know what the Word of God says about our circumstances. You know that the Word of God is so powerful. You know, when we are trusting God for something, um, when it's healing, we can perhaps take out all the healing scriptures, find them, write them down, meditate on them. I mean, for healing, God says, by, by his stripes, we are healed. You know, he, we are healed by his stripes. He sent his word, who is his word, Jesus, to heal us and deliver us from destruction. That is what the word of God says. And every time we declare the word of God, every time we speak it out, you know what? That faith comes from hearing the word of God. Even when we hear our own voice, speak it out and declare it, we are building up our own faith. And when we have faith, as small as a mustard seed, God says, I'll do it for you. And that is why God wants us to speak the word out loud, whether it's of our bodies, of our situations. There is power in the tongue. It doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter what you feel. Override it. Choose God's word over the way you feel. You know, sometimes you're thinking, you know, oh, Lord, I don't know if this is ever going to work. Override the emotions. With the word of God, because the word of God is powerful. It cannot be shaken. And in John 1, 1, it says, In the beginning was the word, 
and the word was God. We are speaking God over our situations. When we are trusting him for something, we are taking out what God, how God sees the situation, not the way we see it or the world see it, sees it, but the way God sees it. In Hebrews 4.12, it says the word of God is alive and active. It's not dead. We're not speaking dead. We are speaking God into the atmosphere. And it's sharper than a double-edged sword. It penetrates, even dividing soul and spirit, joint and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Let the word, which is God, become active in your circumstances. You see, the word penetrates every fiber of our existence. The word is alive. You know that even angels are sent on assignment through the word of God. In Psalm 103, which is my absolute favorite psalm, but in verse 20 it says, Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. You see, angels are assigned to protect us and go to work on our behalf as they heed to the word of God. So speak the word of God into your situation so that the angels can become active to accomplish the work of the Lord. And I just want to give you an example of this in Daniel ten twelve that says, Then he said, Do not be afraid. This is now the angel speaking. Do not be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your request has been heard in heaven. And I have come in an answer to your prayers. You know, sometimes we forget there's a, a spiritual world with angels. You know, we've God has assigned angels to us to help us. We have the Holy Spirit, but there's also angels. There's a spiritual realm. And when we speak things out, we are putting angels to, to work. They heed to the word of God. They're there to bring it about. So this is an example where Daniel prayed. And it says, we've heard the, 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 your request in heaven, and I have come in answer to your prayers. Um, that is so powerful. You know, sometimes we also look at prophecies. And, I, you know, some people can, all of us, some people have got the gift for prophecy. But, you know, every single person, each one of us who belong to Jesus can prophesy. And when you and I get a prophetic word from someone, you know, it's God's heart. It's prophecies are words spoken by man, but it reflects the Lord's heart and purpose for our lives. You know, how many of you have had prophecies over your lives? Um, you know, and you're trusting, really trusting God for it. You know, in Isaiah 62, it says, put the Lord in, in remembrance of his promises for your life. You know, God's timing is not our timing, 
but we might be waiting. You know, God, you promised this, you promised that. But the word of God says, put the Lord in remembrance. Remind God of what he has told you. Hold on to the promises and the prophecies that the Lord has given you regarding your life, your situation, and trust him. It says in 2 Corinthians 1, 2, For all the promises of God in him are yes and in him. Amen. To the, Lord, to the glory of God through us. You see, the Lord will not lie to us because at the end of the day, all honor and glory belongs to him. And in 1 Thessalonians 5.20 it says, Do not treat prophecies with contempt. This means that the Lord wants us to take prophecies seriously, what we receive, to test prophecies. You know, we need to test it also with the word of God. If prophecies don't line up with the word of God or the heart of God, you know, there are many false prophets. But you know what? When you receive a prophecy from someone, it will normally confirm what God has already told you. It will not be a, a prophecy of doom or gloom because God's heart is to encourage you. So we always need to test it. Prophecy should not contradict the word of God in any way. As I said, but it normally confirms that which is already stirred within our hearts. And in 1 John 4, 1, it says, Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God or not, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. God's word over our lives will come to pass. Just remember when God promises something, he will give it to us. You know, sometimes um, when we are trusting God for something, and then I'm talking about praying and we're calling those things into existence. We're speaking things out. We're declaring things out. But they haven't come to pass yet, you know. And we know that God had promised us things. I know that God has promised me certain things. It hasn't come to pass. But I put him in remembrance every time I Every time I pray, I say, Lord, this is what you said to me. And I'm waiting for you to bring that to part. I don't know when you're going to bring it to, to pass. I don't know how you're going to bring it to pass. But all I know is that you're true to your word. And, you know, sometimes it's a, but God, it, it comes down to Isaiah 55, 10 to 11. I want to read it. It says, the rain and the snow come down from the heaven and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seeds for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It is the same with my word. I send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to and it will prosper everywhere I will send it. You see, we trust God for things. And sometimes we don't have a prophetic word and there's times we do. And when we do, we remind God of it. And, you know, sometimes God brings things to pass in a way that we didn't expect it. Because he says also in Isaiah 55, my ways are not your ways, says the Lord. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And sometimes God brings it away in a, in a way that we didn't really expect it, but God is still faithful 
and true to his word. And I want to touch on prayer. The word of God says to never cease praying. You know, pray about everything, everything. I mean, I drive in my car and I will pray about everything. I'm always talking to the Lord, always. Lord, help me. God, help me to get my kids to school on time. Lord, what do you want me to find in the shop? What do I need to buy? Um, God, help me. Yeah, I need wisdom in this situation. Lord, just protect my son as he you goes out. So I'm constantly in prayer. We, I pray all the time. And sometimes I, I think, you know, even as I drive in my car, people must think I'm on the phone or I'm crazy, but I'm always praying. And, you know, God requires that from us. You know, that is just demonstrating that we're walking a road with God. And the word of God says without him, we can do absolutely nothing. So we need, we need to depend on him for everything. It's only God that can bring things about. You know, in our human capacity, we cannot do certain things. Certain things are out of our hands. You know, if you think about our children, you know, we can't be with them 24-7. When they're in our house, yes, we can keep an eye on them, we can um, check on them, but there are times when our kids are, some of them are moving out of the house. My children are all moving out. Um, they're doing things. They're going places. And all I can say, God, I'm not there. Even if I was there, what could I do? Lord, protect them. Be with them. Help them to make good choices. Help them to do what's right. Keep them from evil. Keep them from incidents, from accidents, or whatever it is. You know, we can only pray and ask God to do what we cannot do. So never stop praying. And I want to read this parable of the persistent widow. And this story to me is so beautiful. And what I want to say, well, we'll touch on that just now. Let me read it in Luke 18, 1 to 8. It says, one day Jesus told his, his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. There was a judge in a certain city. He neither feared God nor cared about people. And a widow of the city came to him repeatedly saying, Give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while. But finally he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people. But this woman is driving me crazy. I am going to see that she gets justice because she's wearing me out with a consistent request. Then the Lord said, learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision at the end. So don't you think that the Lord will surely give you justice? To his chosen people who cry out to him night and day. Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But when the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on the earth that will have faith? 
You see, never give up praying and trusting God for your circumstances. Trust the Lord, whether it's for your healing or whatever you're consenting Him for. Just keep on praying. You never know when that breakthrough will come. Because in Matthew 7 verse 7 it says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. Don't give up. Never stop praying and trusting God. You know, these are the times in our lives when we do not know, you know, what to pray for. There are certain times where you and I, we get to a point where we say, God, I don't even know what to pray for anymore. I've prayed. I've done everything. I don't know what to say. I don't even have the words or the strength to pray. You know, these are the times where we can really trust um, the Holy Spirit to pray on our behalf. Um, This is where we can pray in our heavenly tongue. Now, I don't know if any of you have your um, spiritual tongue. I know there's a lot of discrepancy. There's a lot of, um, you know, biblical institutes that don't always agree with it. But there is a heavenly tongue. And the Spirit knows, it says here, the Spirit knows what we need to pray for, even when we don't. See, praying in the Spirit should be part of our daily lives. In Romans 8, 26, 27, it says, So in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through worthless groans, And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. So praying in tongues, for those of you, I know there's many people that have given their lives to the Lord, they were baptized, they were filled with the Spirit, and they still don't have their spiritual tongue. You know, just trust God. That's Just keep on praying and trusting Him, and God will give it to you. He will give you your heart's desire. It's His heart to give it to you. So what is the moral? What is... Everything in a nutshell, praise and worship God is powerful. Declare the word of God. Give thanks to the Lord. You know, give thanks because the Lord is good. And praise and worship shifts the atmosphere. You know, I pray God says the word of God. When we pray, use the word of God. The word of God is powerful. It puts angels to work on our behalf. And Also, the power of prayer, where God says, never stop praying, never cease praying. Seek, knock, and the door shall be opened unto you. Just keep on doing it. God is faithful. He does hear our prayers. He wants to give us the desires of his heart. It says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Seek God in everything. Content for what you want. Content. Just like that woman who nagged the judge. She nagged him day after day. And God says, how much more, you know, will I not give you? And I won't delay. 
And there's that scripture that just comes to mind. I don't even know where it's written. I know it's in Matthew where it says, if you are good, you who are evil, give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven not give you? You know, if you ask for 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 bread, will he give you a snack? No. So God's heart is to give us the desires of our heart. He's a good God. He wants what is good for us. You know, and God wants us to pray. Why? Just because he can give it. He hears us the first time. But you know what? The more we seek him, the more we spend time in his presence, the more we'll get to know the character of God. You know, when you have a relationship, it's all about relationship with God. It's all about acknowledging who he is, his goodness. And the more time we spend with him, the more we get to know him. You know, even when you have a relationship with the Lord, you will have a unique relationship that is so different from anyone else. You know, God will show you things and you will know exactly what God is saying to you, but he won't use it for someone else. It's like being in a family. I don't know. Um, when I think about my siblings, we'll just look at each other. We'll say one word and we will laugh. No one else knows what we're talking about, but we know because we had a relationship. We grew up. We got the same sense of humor. We've experienced certain things together. So my brother might say something um, or my mom or whatever, and we will laugh about it or we'll just know exactly this is, you know, this is what what's happening right now. And no one else, no outsider knows that. And that is the same kind of relationship that we should have with Father God. You know, it's not just about words. It's not just about praying. It's not empty. It's about a relationship. God talks to us through his word. You know, I often, you know, when we pray, and I'm really trusting God for something, and I'll just go to my Bible and say, Lord, please, you know, just give me something in your word that I need to hear right now for my circumstances. And there's so many times that I can give you so many examples where I literally will open up the word of God and there, right there is the answer that I need. And um, and that is beautiful. I remember um, when I just got saved and I came back from a camp and that was part of my testimony. God had healed me and um, I was very sick. And one of the things I really asked God on that camp was, Lord, I want to live to see my children's children. That was my heart's desire. I didn't want to die. I wanted to live. And on that camp, they prayed for me and I got healed. But when I came back from the camp, you know, I said, Lord, I don't know what happened on that camp. I know you healed me, but please, Lord, I just want to live to see my children's children. You know, when we're still in a bit of unbelief, but that I just got saved on that camp. And I opened up my Bible, and I think it is in Psalm 128, if I'm not mistaken, where it says the very last sentence of that, um, of the word says, and I trust that you will live to see your children's children. And you know, when I closed that book, when I saw that, 
And I would just ask God the same question. I said, God, you're alive. You are real. You are a real God. And there's so many times I can testify how God has answered me like, sure, Lord, okay, wow. You just answered me immediately. And then you know God is real. And the more we pray, the more we declare his goodness, the more God um, you know, speaks to us and we hear his voice clearly, the, more, the less we can deny that God is good and he is real. So let us take a short music break and then we're nearly at the end of the program and then we'll end off. Just want to welcome you back with um, my program called Body Matters. You're with Alana Willie for you. And today we've just been chatting about praise and worship, praying. What is the importance of praying God's word? You know, the power of our tongue that we can speak either life or death, but that God is... Um, you know, a God, a creative God that spoke things into existence and therefore our words are so powerful what we say and especially when we are really trusting God in a certain area to come through for us and we need to guard our mouths that we bring it in alignment with what He, what we are trusting Him for and what He says about our circumstances. So I just want to end off by saying that God is ultimately in control of everything. You know, God made man with a free choice so that we could choose. Therefore, he's only in control of the areas that we give him control. He knows what is the best for us. He has the final say in everything. You know, sometimes we pray and nothing happens. Sometimes we wait years for God to come through for us. Sometimes we don't understand things. But I want to encourage you that God is in control. God is always working behind the scenes. Even when we don't understand what is going on, why aren't you answering? God always hears our prayers. And as I said, sometimes he doesn't always answer us the way that we want him to answer us. And sometimes God's timing is not our timing, but his timing is always perfect. But the one thing that we need to know is God's character. And if you understand God's character, that he is good, he always wants the best for us. He is willing to yield us. If we know that no matter whether we see him or not hear from him, whether we don't see him or whether we don't hear from him, whether God is silent, we need to know and have the assurance and that faith to know that God is still in control. He will not allow you to go through anything that you cannot handle. And I know it sounds sometimes hard to hear that, but God will not put you through anything. He cannot bring you through. And you might be in the midst of a storm, but you know what? God will sustain you in that time. 
And sometimes when we are waiting on God to answer our prayers, it might seem forever. But when we keep our eyes fixed on Him, it says when you keep your eyes fixed on the Lord, um, you will remain in perfect peace. God's perfect peace that surpasses all understanding can guard your heart and mind. And I just want to end off by saying that God is a good God. He's all-knowing and He has your best interest at heart. And in Romans 8 verse 28 it says, And we know that all things work together for good for those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. Keep on praying. Keep on praising and keep on trusting God. He will not fail you. He will not disappoint you and he will not leave you. Even though you don't understand it, just keep on praising him in the midst of your circumstances. And I want to just end off by praying for you. Father God, I just pray for every single person that hears my voice. God, you know what they are going through at the moment. You know that they are trusting you um, for. You know where they're at, these situations. Some might be holding onto that promise that you've given for their lives. And it seems like it's so far, Lord, that maybe they're heard wrong. Father, I pray once again that you will um, ignite a fire within them that they will make a choice, that we will make a choice, Father, to praise you, to honor you, no matter what the circumstances are. And it just reminds me of that song, Father, of that man who lost all his children, and he still said, it is well with my soul. Now, Father, that's a hard thing to ask to say it is well with my soul when you lose your entire family. But Daddy, I thank you that in the midst of even the things we are trusting you for, that you will give us hope, that you will lift our spirits, that we will know and have the reassurance that you've got us safe in the palm of your hands, Lord. And I ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. I just pray that this word, as I said, has encouraged you and that, yeah, just maybe given you a little bit of um, motivation just to praise God, praise Him in the midst of the storm, praise Him before you enter into prayer. It says, enter the gates with praise giving. And yeah, so I trust that you will have a wonderful week. And that you will encounter God in a supernatural way. And we'll be back again next Saturday at the same time from me alone at Willie for you. Have a blessed week. Goodbye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.